everyone, you're listening to the Jersey Church Podcast, where we give practical tips to equip people to care and connect others to Christ. Welcome everyone to the Jersey Church Podcast. It's great to be back with you this week. And also back this week is uh, Mr. Matt Reed. So uh, back from vacation. So it's good to have you back. Oh, it's it's good to be back. You know, I'm I'm gone uh, one week, and Todd finds a better co-host. That uh, episode with uh, uh, with Doug was really good. <laughs> well, hey, you, the other side of that coin is, you know, I had to shoot high oh. because the co-host I normally have. You know, yeah. you could look you know, at it that way too. All right. Well, and actually, that was my first thought. I was just coming in more <laughs> humble, just being a little more humble this time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh. And uh, and also new this week is we are starting. Season two. Mm, yes. Can you believe that? I mean, season we've two. done enough episodes to warrant a season two. Is that crazy or what? Yeah. You know, Todd, there's a lot of really good TV shows that don't get a season two. So we so are, true. We are yes. in the upper, we are the upper echelon of, yes. uh, of entertainment. So. There's no one season wonders here, ladies no. and gentlemen. In fact, no. we probably are going to do a third season. I mean, we've hey. already, it's already in the works. Hey, exactly. There you go. There you go. So, uh, so yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two. Season one, if you've been tracking with us, was all about uh, who's your one. And I think we t- tallied up like 11 episodes total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then sandwiched in between those episodes were about, uh, I think, eight or so on the coronavirus and walking through the initial couple months of that. And now we are turning our attention to relational discipleship. And if you recall earlier this year, we we set two uh, sort of church-wide goals for, uh, for 2020 and our 2020 vision. And, and the first had to do with, uh, on the evangelism side of things, with who's your one. And the other goal had to do with the discipleship side of things uh, in terms of relational discipleship groups. So, so really hitting both ends uh, of the Great Commission. So, so this episode is entitled RD Group Starter Guide Week Number One. So if you've picked this episode up, uh, we're hoping and praying that it's because you are uh, praying about leading an RD group or you have um, already know the people that are committed to do it with you and you've picked up the starter guide and you're just looking for um the companion resource to go along with that guide. So uh, we'll put a link to the guide, uh, whether you'd prefer to have it for your group, either digitally or a paper copy in the, the show notes. And, and today we really want to accomplish three things in this week one, and that is uh, helping one another uh, get to know each other, you know, in this new group, what that looks like uh, initially anyway, and then setting proper expectations and then committing to one another. So, so it all starts with with getting to know one. So uh, getting to know one another. So to set the context, you know, you are just about ready to start your group, whether it's uh, uh, guys or uh, gals, and you are ready to hit the ground running. And it, and it really starts with, um, you know, just basic questions uh, about uh, starting the relationship with each other. Yeah, Todd, I think... Um uh, I, I have learned in doing relational discipleship groups that this getting to know one another is one of the most important things in launching your group. 
because it's, it tells people that this isn't just a church program that I've been asked to be part of. And then I've asked you to be part of it's, it says, I want to know you. And in some ways doing that, you're saying, I want to love you. At least that, that's what people hear back when they, you know, when you're, when you're saying, I want to get to know you, that's, that's showing love to somebody, you know? And, uh, I've, I've also found that I'm not great at this. Um, I'm very much like, Hey, glad you're here. Let's dive into the word. Then tell Same me something, here. tell me something deep and dark about yourself. Like just my last group just ended up and we, we just multiplied. So oh, good for you. Use the word and yes. Yeah, so just multiplied, just started the new one. This, uh, actually a couple of days ago. And so we had this wrap up, uh, and so we're talking about, uh, just all the different things that we learned and how we grew. And then we spoke in each other's lives on how we saw them, them grow. And every one of them used the word structure for me. And yeah. was that like this serious blind spot? You know, I thought I was relational here, people, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and uh, evidently I could work on it as well. So. There you go. I mean, and it's, it, but it's so easy to do because you want to make sure you, and I'm saying this in air quotes, accomplish the goal. Well, right. the, the goal though is, and Todd, you're going to talk about this with like what we're doing and expectations. The goal is life change. And yes. people are not going to be open to life change unless they feel safe with you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so we've got a section in, in here about names and cell phone numbers and birthdays and anniversaries and contact um, and, you know, spouses and children's names, you know, and all that, all that is, it, 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 sometimes it seems like frivolous, but all that is just a way to say, I'm not just glad you're in my group. I'm glad you and your life is here. Like, I'm glad you as a person, I'm going to get to know. And, you know, I, I just, I always laugh. My wife's family is so good with birthdays. Um, on my birthday, I get a call from every single person in her family. And uh, oh, the first cool. year, it was so weird because my family, it's, my family's gracious. They're nice. You know, they happy birthday through texts or cards. Um, and some days it's the day before, some days it's the day after some, right. It's, but it's never a big deal, but man, everyone called and it hit me one year. It's like, they took time out of their day, one, to remember me mm-hmm. and it was my, my birthday, my special day. Uh, and then two, to take time to call and uh, just to say happy birthday. And, and that's the same with this. You know, we, when you're getting to know somebody, you want to be able to take time and say, I care about you. So we've got a list of questions and they're all like kind of get to know you questions. Like, you know, what do you do for a living? What do you enjoy for fun? But also, you know, it helps you get in the spiritual realm of what's your spiritual background. Um, I know my favorite question, uh, and, and I wouldn't start with this one. This is one after kind of towards the end of the get to know you. Um, you know, my favorite question is, you know, what do you, what do you want to get out of this group? Mm, yeah. That tells me where somebody is in their walk with Christ. You know, if they're coming in, they say, hey, you know what, I struggle with this and I really just, I, I, I want to grow closer to Jesus in this area. Um, yeah. Or, you know, some people come in and, and I've realized that maybe I've done this uh, and I've not communicated real clearly. They come and go, you know what? I kind of like you, Matt. You know, there's a few people in this world that like me. Uh, and they're like, I just thought. There's more than that. Well, I, you know, there might be one or two, two or three. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, but uh, Yeah, or five. I, 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 at least four. I have a family of four. I think they like me. Um, <laughs> but uh but yeah, you know, those are people who you know, they come and say, well, I just thought it'd be fun to hang out. And I'm, you know, at that point, I'm kind of scratching my head going, all right, well, let's make clear the expectations, you know, like, but it helps me understand where people are at and who they are. Um, I love the group I'm, I'm in now when we started, I said, so what do you guys want to get out of this group? And both of all three of us were kind of like, you know what, we just want people to push us spiritually. Like we just realized that maybe we're not where we need to be. 
and we want we want to be farther down the road. And uh, and that man, when when I heard them say that without any prompting, I was like, this is a group I want to be a part of. Like, yeah, this absolutely. Is fun. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Now, Todd, what's you know what's your favorite question to ask? I'd say right along those same lines, uh, and it really. I think your guys and your your current group uh, really said it, and and that's this last one on page five is you know what would you like to be different about your life in Christ a year from now or a year and a half from now? And what I like about that is it's just you know it's already casting vision in terms of all right this is where I am, and uh, you know by God's grace and uh, through prayer through His Word uh, through this group and the Lord using all of this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look different, you know, and I mean, we're, it's almost comes with this expectations that there will be, as you said before, transformation that takes yeah. place and to, to set that up and to be able to think through that, pray through that dream about that. Uh, it just, uh, I think it sets the core, you know, sets the course for the group. So, Yeah. Yeah. And I think now, again, both these questions, again, Todd and I were showing our, our colors. So we want to dive deep real quick. So these are not the, que- these are, these are my favorite questions. Cause I really like that one too, but these are, those are not the ones we start with. Right. Um, and, and that's a great point because what we're talking about here, getting to know one another is, you know, take about half your first group for this, but yes. this isn't learning everything about everyone, you know, right. or you could be there, uh, all day, maybe, you know, and, and yeah. there'll be times for, and I tend to call them like extended testimony times, mm-hmm. but that's not something that obviously people are ready for right out of the gate. And so, you know, a few months down the road, you can, you know, you can take a time out and, uh, and really dive deeper. What we're talking about here is, uh, you know, getting to know one another to a degree, and just to lay that foundation for what's to come. So Yeah. And I think I would encourage when you're launching your group to make sure you plan this. You know, don't think you're just going to show up and by reading the book, the questions off the book, it's going to go great. Because you may not be able to use all the questions. You may need to think about your guys come and go, hey, what do I want to know? You just say, mm-hmm. what do I want to know about these guys? And you might add in some of your own. And um, but yeah, like Todd said, uh, like you just said, Todd, like that is um, uh, that is huge that you know, you, you have to, um, you have to just ask the questions and plan and, and give time for it. Yes. So, sorry, just and then, then we get on to expectations. I mean, and I think one of the reasons this is so important is, you know, the idea of discipleship, even that word can mean so many different things to so many different people. You know, I think if we're not careful in the life of a church, I, I think we can count pretty much everything we do, uh, discipleship. And, and so, uh, what we're talking about here is training up disciple makers. And, you know, I've even heard some ministries that's like, all right, what do you want to talk about the word discipleship? Because, uh, it, it brings up in people's minds, they think more in terms of programs and we recognize that programs are good uh, and needed, but they, they don't reproduce. It's ultimately people that reproduce. And so, uh, what does it look like to uh, to speak in terms of disciple making, uh, and puts it in an active tense, something that that we are going to be actively uh, working at, and and the diagram or the graphic on the page, the top of page six, really spells this out uh, in a very uh, simplified format, and and it really has on the left hand side, you know, the five different weekly disciplines that you'll be committing to. 
And with the hope and prayer being that uh, the outcome of that will be a lifestyle that we'll talk about here in just a second uh, in terms of this target that we're shooting for in terms of uh, the marks of a disciple. So what we will do, you know, in the, from the, the participants' perspective is, uh, is five weekly disciplines that we'll delve into deeper in weeks to come. But, uh, but real quick for today, it's, it's scripture memory. Uh, praying for one another and and uh, reading the Bible together and and hearing from God's word and and journaling uh, what we hear from Him and and then applying it, you know, and as well as uh, evangelism and and we recognize that there's going to be some of those you know things that when we come into the group that we feel maybe decent about, you know, and, and, uh, okay. But rarely, uh, are any of us going to come into a situation like this thinking that, you know what, we are cooking on all five cylinders. You know, I have, I am just right where I want to be in, uh, in every one of those areas of my life. You know, we recognize that that's why we're, we are, uh, uh committing to this group is to see the Lord do, um, uh, great things through, uh, through these disciplines. And as a result, we, we realize from his word that, that the Lord is going to do some things in our life, you know, and, and, um, scripturally speaking, there's second Timothy three, 16 and 17 at the, the top of the next page that, um, scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. You know, so the man of God, so the people God of God, Will be equipped and and uh, complete for uh, for every good work, and so um, we trust and and know that the Lord is going to play His part, and then that results in you know what's going to happen as a result of this. You know, as we do our part, we see God do His part. You know, what do we see as the the intended goal, and that's this target of the marks of a disciple. And so, read. I'll throw it over to you in terms of, uh, of these different marks and, and how you've seen these, uh, these play out in your group. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the marks, the M-A-R-C-S, right? Not M-A-R-K, right? Um, yeah. A little, yeah. It's, uh, it's not the hooked on phonics version. It's a little different. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. No, well, and, and, you know, just going into these, Todd, what I love about these and I'll, I'll, I'll say them real quick here in, in a minute. But what I love about these is, like what you said earlier, I think there's relational discipleship and then there's programmatic discipleship. Um, and it's almost like biblical theology and systematic theology. Or, you know, like, like they're different, but they're both needed. And what I love about this in the mark, so the M is missional, A is accountability, R is reproducible, C is communal, S is scripture. You know, it, we're, you're talking about changed lives. Mm-hmm. And what, what discipleship is when you're programming it, is you're programming for needs, right? We have classes on marriage because we have needs for marriage. We have classes on, you know, grief share because people are grieving because of a loss. Like all of those are needed. But what this is, is man, this is setting people up to have a, a, a whole changed life and then equipping them to, to live for Jesus and help others live for Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what's happening, no matter what their need is. I mean, but that's how, you know, the, the program discipleship and the relational discipleship pair together. Um, but yeah, so like with the, uh, sorry, with the missional, um, I think that's the greatest one for me that I think it's so easy to forget to tell people about Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you can just go your whole day and you get to the end of the day and go, man, this was great. But then nobody, you know, it's like, well, did you really tell anybody about Jesus today? And what this, what, what RRD groups, uh, do is we're constantly talking about who's in our life 
right? Who has God placed in our life that I can tell about Jesus? And it's just a reminder. It's not condemning, but it's just a reminder. So I think, you know, the M is the one that I enjoy the most. Um, and then obviously scripture. I just, I love reading the Bible in general, but, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I like that you said that it's holistic, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, this, it isn't uh, just focused in, in one particular area or a couple of different uh, areas, but, uh, but really meant to be a, uh, you know, what is a well-rounded disciple of Christ look like? And, right. uh, and it gives us something to aim for knowing that, There'll be times in our life where we're excelling uh, at uh, parts of it or, or feeling as if, uh, wow, you know, all this has come together. There's going to be other times in our life where mm-hmm. uh, that's not the case, but that's what we're striving for as our target when we're, uh, we're setting these expectations. Yeah. And, and Todd, you know, let's talk about the reproducible. Cause I remember when we were putting all this together, like a few years ago, that was one, somehow that word got in front of you and I, and right. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of ran with it uh, and not just us, other people, but but that man, like, like the more I think about the reproducible, like the more that's where I get excited about. And, and so, you know, I know that's been one that you even, you, you know, not that anybody wanted to take it out, but you know, you were, you held that one to your core and you even said something about it earlier about multiplying. Right. So. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think the scripture that I always come back to for that is, uh, is second Timothy two, one and two. And, you know, just Paul, you know, imploring Timothy that, uh, all right, you therefore, my son, even that language, you know, that, yeah. uh, you know, having a son in the faith, you mm-hmm. know, not his son, biologically speaking, but, but, but spiritually speaking that, that Paul has this son that he has raised up uh, spiritually to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And, uh, and now, you know, what you've heard from me, Paul tells him, I mean, in the presence of many witnesses is that, uh, that commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And how critical that is, because if we, if we stop and think about it, if, if there wasn't a, a multiplication aspect and, and DNA of the Christian faith or a, a reproducibility, we wouldn't be here today. You know, if Jesus yeah. just sent the original disciples off and, and all the time he spent with Peter, James, and John to reflect this RD relationship, and then the rest of his disciples uh, as his small group and sends them out, if they didn't reproduce themselves, uh, you and I would be on this podcast. Uh, yeah. We would have no podcast listeners. You know, there, there wouldn't be any... Uh, anything that, that transpired beyond that. And then we see that carried into Paul's life and to Timothy. And so, uh, I mean, I know it almost gives me goosebumps every time I think about it. It's like, and can you believe it that the Lord has called you and I and, and potentially those listening to play a part in that uh, same great commission? You know, right. just as they were called to multiply and reproduce, we are, uh, we are being called to do the same thing. So, yeah. and that's, that's, that's well said, Todd, of just like, you think of the line from Jesus to us, like mm-hmm. we are directly connected to Jesus, not just theologically and spiritually, but through our spiritual heritage mm-hmm. um, of sons and daughters in the faith. And so, yeah. Um, and then we then we commit to well we look at what we're committing to you know I think on the on the next page of uh, of this idea of an RD group covenant and I know you and I have talked a little bit about this in the past in terms of uh, there's some that see a covenant it's like yes I'm all about those uh, and then others that see a covenant it's like eh, you don't know about that you know but uh, so how have you seen a, a covenant play 
uh, a key role in terms of, you know what, I, I'm really glad we did that. Well, so it's funny because as a member, I am one of those not to covenant people, but as a leader, I am a covenant person because as a <laughs> member, right. I'm like, I don't know if I want, like what if in six months I don't want to do this anymore? Like I want an out. But as a leader, I have led um, the groups that I've led six, and, and I feel I've been successful in seeing spiritual growth are the ones where I say, hey guys, this is what we're doing and they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not in a uh, dictatorial sense. Like I wasn't a dictator, but it was like, Hey, do you agree to do this? And they said, yes. Mm-hmm. The ones that I got really frustrated with were the ones where, you know, I, I meet people and I feel like, man, I, I think this person needs to be discipled. You know, I say, let's get in the group together and they show up and they are not doing anything of what we agreed upon. Um, oh, you know, that's they, tough. they're great people. I love talking to them, but at the end of the day, it's like, you're not actually participating in your own spiritual growth. So I'm sitting here going, well, what am I doing here? You know, like, because if you're not going to do it, then, you know, if you're not going to do it, I'm just meeting with me. is not going to change your life. Um, and so it's yeah. the work. I've heard that described like the difference between working with people that you see need to be discipled, uh, but don't necessarily have the desire uh, right. or the, yes, the hunger right. and thirst to be discipled. And, or is there a night and day difference between those two? Yeah. Yeah. And so in this covenant, you know, it's basically the covenant is a set of expectations. Like we're saying, this is what we expect of you. And then at the end, we ask people to sign it and, and you can use the one in the book. I know, you know, you can, maybe you pick a few of them. Uh, what are there? Six or eight here? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven of them. Uh, so right in the middle of six or eight. Um, but, but we've got on here of, you know, everything from length of months to meet and time weekly that you're going to spend together to what you need to journal about or, or having journals ready um, and things like that. So you can read this, but I think the best thing is, uh, is have something like this covenant that, the, that people sign so you can point back to it and you say, this is what we agreed to do. And so if somebody is, stops doing it, you can say, Hey, you know, what gives? And what's great about that is it actually gives you a reason to, um, to call people, uh, to greater growth, right? Mm-hmm. Like you say, hey, is everything okay? You've not been showing up with your verse memorized. And that might be like, you know, then the person responds, you know what, I'm really sorry. I've just been lazy. Or, you know, or they respond with, you know what? Life has been actually so difficult that I'm just struggling to get my journal done. And you go, okay, well, let's talk about that. Like what's, what's a, right? And it gives you an opportunity to minister to somebody. Um, and I think too many times we shy away from holding people to those expectations. Uh, yeah, so. uh, I, I've been there before. I don't know about you, but when I have uh, shied away for, and it could be for a lot of different reasons. It could be, wow, you know, I, I really see the value it could be for this person. So uh, I'm going to downplay this a little bit. So they say, yeah, yeah you know, and, uh, or, uh, boy, there's really a need here. And, uh, and then you, and but every time I've done that, it's like, Oh my goodness, when am I going to learn my lesson? Uh, you know, anytime expectations are unclear, then the, the end result of that is going to be the follow through is going to be unclear as well, you know, because of, of how it was described up front is, doesn't match how it's being lived out uh, in the midst of it. And so, yeah, it's so much better off being clear, having uh, uh, all the cards on the table, so to speak, and, and so that uh, the people have clarity and everybody's on the same page moving forward. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, yeah, I've been there too. I had a, a young man who came to know Christ for like the first three months. It was awesome. You know, he was meeting me, he was coming to church. We were reading the Bible, you know, I was seeing growth. He was asking all the right questions. And then it got to the point where I was like, Hey, are you coming today? You know, like, Hey, are you going to be here? And I realized I, I started getting frustrated because it's like, look, I've got things I've got to do. And if you're not going to actually participate in this, and I knew it was over when he finally was like, I, through, this is all through text. He goes, well, yeah, I really want to grow in Jesus, but I'm, I'm really busy right now. Should, should I just um, uh, go to church or should I, you know, meet, just meet with you? Like which one? Mm. And you know what? I, it's, if you are out there and you're saying, Matt, I am really busy. My life is crazy. I'm no judging here, but I, this is a, a young adult who was unmarried, no kids, <laughs> was on summer break, no job. He was not busy. Um, and uh, like I knew his life. And I was just like, at that point, I'm like, you know what? Why don't you just go to church? I think that's going to be the best thing for you. And, and it was. And he goes to church and I don't have to worry about him not showing up to an RD group. So, um, so yeah. But yeah, again, just setting expectations, having a covenant that you can point back to and say, hey, this is what we decided to do together uh, and how great that is for just general ministry throughout the year. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, to wrap this episode up, we've, you know, we've looked at, you know, this, uh, the week one of the starter guide and, and just helping each other get to know uh, the group members that they're going to be journeying with over the next uh, year, year and a half. And, and then we moved on to, to setting healthy expectations so that we're all on the same page. And, and, uh, and it gives an opportunity for people to ask questions, you know, maybe uh, uh, in the initial invite, you covered a lot of things, but uh, there were, there were a few things that it's like, but I, I st- I'm still wondering about this. I'm still hazy about this. And so you're able to work through all of that in the, uh, in the expectations. And then, uh, then finally, you know, committing, uh, with one another, you know, to the Lord as well as uh, each other, on th- what these uh, expectations look like for uh, for the journey ahead. So, uh, well, we were glad that you could be with us, and you know, we look forward to uh, being together next week as we move on to week two. And let's see, week two, we are going to be delving into a little more specifics about the group, what the prayer aspect looks like, scripture memory, and hear journals. So look forward to being back with you next week. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. See everybody next week.